every time I see you, and like the first time I met you, it was just like this big ray of sunshine. Aww. Have you gone to Harvest for pretty much your whole life? Oh my goodness, it feels like it. I, I started going in like 2008, I wanna say. So, okay. because my mom had a surgery in 2010 that kinda like changed our whole lives. And a little bit before it, I started going with some friends to Harvest, um, just as like a kid, like in kids church, which is so, mm -hmm. it's crazy to think back to think I've been there that long. Um, but yeah, I've been going to Harvest since then, but then after like sophomore year, I kind of stopped going. It just oh, kind really? of felt, yeah, it kind of felt like one of those things where I was like, you know what, I just, I don't really know that I need Jesus in my life, which is kind of mm -hmm. crazy to think back and look like, why would I ever think that? But in high school, I wanted to do my own thing, wanted to hang out and do things with people that I shouldn't have been doing and all that. And then finally... Uh, my friend Maddie reached out and she's like, hey girl, we have this life group going on and it was for young adults and after the little bit of thinking and like reevaluating my life and realizing like I really need to start putting God back into it, um, I started going to life group and mm -hmm. that's when I really like got connected and everything and was saved um, feels like I've been saved multiple times, that's but okay. was like, I feel like that's all a part of a spiritual journey because we're human yeah. and it's so normal to like have doubts and stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But I was saved and ever since then I've been going to harvest and I can't imagine going one anywhere else, but two, like yeah. I can't even imagine life without Jesus. It's crazy yeah. to think how much he has done for me. And just through me and through others and all that. But yeah. Chills, girl. <laughs> it it oh just, it, it totally shows, though, in who you are as a person. Mm. Because for me, like, I, I guess to ask you, like, a second follow-up question, was Harvest, like, the first church you ever experienced, too? Yes. Okay. I, I went with a friend to one of the Catholic churches in town, and I realized that that definitely was not for me. I was so confused. Mm -hmm. And I went with her only a few times as a kid that when I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't get this. Yeah. And I was invited to harvest by a fam uh, family friends and started going to their kids church. But it was just like fun and stuff. And then moved up to Mosaic. And once I started going there, which was like their youth group, um, the, their pastor at the time, Joe Denbo, he was actually the one who first told me basically like just the simplest things about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I had some family members, like my grandma had told me a lot about Jesus and everything. Um, but that's just like family. Like, I don't know. She's like, Jesus loves you and all this. And Joe was the first person who actually like made me realize I could have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. wow. And yeah, I owe a lot of stuff to that man. He did so much for me. But yeah, Harvest was the first church like I actually ever went to. Oh, wow. That's just so amazing to me because like I grew up, I guess, like in a family who was really passionate about their faiths and their walks in Christ. But um, yeah, like my parents were divorced and I know like both of my parents love God, but I live with my mom and that was just something she really put in us as a foundation. Mm -hmm. So when I hear a story about someone who like somewhere along their life stumbled into church, whether it was yeah. a friend inviting them or curiosity, you know, for mm -hmm. whatever it might be, 
I just think it's so cool to hear like how that lit a spark in your fire and it just ignited yeah. and here you are today and there I was walking into a church as you know someone who didn't know anybody and you just stood out to me as someone who was so welcoming and like hey welcome to this church and yeah. you were so comfortable and friendly and who wouldn't love you so like it oh, was just that's so it was amazing that's so sweet <laughs> so share with me a little bit more about your background then um and I guess you could kind of weave into that like your passions in your background so like do you ever remember yourself being so passionate about something as a kid and like where your life took off from there yeah oh, oh my goodness it's crazy because like as a kid when people ask you oh what do you want to be I wanted to be everything like I literally could not figure out what I wanted to be and like even going into college it was like well what do you want to do and I'm like I don't know because I want to do so many things and as a kid I just was really passionate about just literally just living life and being happy and being around people who I really loved and enjoyed. I'm such a people person. Like, I just, I love pleasing people. I love being around people and all of that. So, basically, the background of Golden Cove and just all of that is that I loved jewelry. I think it was so fun. I was so excited and... Um, a couple friends like were selling paparazzi jewelry and this is this five dollar jewelry that I spent way too much money oh, on. I actually like, have some and I love it. <laughs> it's just very yeah, it's yeah, cheap and, and I was like this stuff is so fun and like listening to some of their business sides of it, it's like it's not just about ma or selling this jewelry and making money. It was about the people that they got to encounter because they were selling mm -hmm. it and all these like relationships that just came about from it. And so I was like, that sounds like really cool. And I've kind of always been somebody who wanted to have my own business. Like mm -hmm. that was always something I've just dreamt about since I was little. And um, originally it was, I wanted to, <laughs> funny enough, I wanted to start my own like sunglass shop. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> such a specific thing. <laughs> it's so random. I am such a sunglass person. Okay. I need them all year round. It doesn't matter even if it's dark out or if it's winter. <laughs> What not? I need sunglasses on. Yes. <laughs> and so I wanted to own, this was like, I want to say like freshman, sophomore year of high school that I was like, I'm going to own a sunglass hut and live in California. And this is what I'm going to do. This is my dream. I love that aspiration. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to look back. I'm like, what was I thinking? But whatever. Um, but so I wanted to do that. And then it changed into, I just really want to own a boutique. I would love to have a boutique. That's still a dream of mine. I cannot wait one day to own my own boutique and sell mm -hmm. clothing and jewelry. And just everybody who walks in, just like I want them to feel loved and excited. And like I love shopping. I love going into stores, especially when they're super cute. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Like they really put in so much time and effort and love into this place. Yeah. And you can tell that they just like enjoy being here and that it's something that they've always wanted to do. I actually have a funny story about that. Sorry to like no, you're fine. But I was on my way home from my relatives in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a six hour drive or so through Southern Illinois. And as you know, I mean, have you ever been down Southern Illinois? I, no. Really? I've driv driven through it, but never actually stopped. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. So like when you drive through it, it's okay. pretty dry. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you look around, there's cornfields everywhere. And you're like, my drive is going forever. It's just never ending. Oh goodness, yes. There's nothing beautiful to look at. I mean, okay. <laughs> corn has beauty in it. Yes. But 
it's just like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to get home. And I was driving through this town. It was really little. It had like a cafe, a gas station, and then this other little shop. And I drove past and I saw clothes in the window and I'm like, hang on, what was that? <laughs> and so I, I stopped and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to make a little experience out of my road yeah. trip and not just, you know, go from point A to point B. Yeah. I'm going to put a little extra points in this journey. So like I parked my car and I walk in and it's this cutest boutique ever. And I was so excited that I stopped because I'm like, when else would I have ever gone in this place? Never. Exactly. Who even knows that it exists? It's like in some really tiny small town. What's it doing here? Like it was, it was so cute. And I walked in and I was talking to the lady and she had this like Southern accent, which I'm like, okay, we're in Illinois, but like, <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. And I ended up getting um, these really cute jeans. Do you know, they're like, okay, they're flare, but not extremely flared. And they have the tassels at the end. Oh my goodness, aren't they the cutest? Yes, I had been wanting jeans like this for seriously a whole year. Oh my goodness. I tried yeah. on a pair last summer and I took a picture of them, but they were from Free People and they were like 85 bucks. And I'm like, ooh, expensive. Yeah, you know, I just shouldn't do that for a pair of jeans, yeah. even though I want to. I stumbled across them and they were like 40% off too. So they were like 20 bucks at this That's boutique. Best. Oh my goodness. I know, I know. <laughs> She's like, thanks for stopping by. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. So no, funny. I love that. Like that is a dream of mine. I would love to own a boutique or just some place where people can come and like, I don't know. I think about how much I love shopping and like, I love doing like girls days. Like a couple friends and I just went mm. to Michigan and we just did all the little shopping, like the tiny little stores and they're all just so unique. And like the entire time we were there, I was like, Oh my goodness, like this is such a dream I could like make happen one day. Oh, and it's yeah. crazy to think that, but yeah, no, I just like, I have always wanted to own something that was just my own. Like, I would love to hire on a bunch of like, like-minded people who mm. one, love Jesus, but then also just love people. And I'd love to have like a company. Um, and so that's kind of where my passions have always kind of led me. I feel like back to just doing something that was completely my own, that like could start from ground up. And so mm. I wanted to own this boutique and then, so as much as I wanted to own a boutique, I realized I had to start small. I had to ha start kind of somewhere and mm. over quarantine, actually, I had kind of been thinking about the idea of jewelry, um, before quarantine. And I actually bought these like metal plates and the little like, um, metal stampers and I was mm. like I'm gonna make these necklaces and that savings on them and I was like this is gonna be so cool it'll be so cute and everything kind of like the one you're then, wearing yes oh, I got cute. this from a woman's conference and this is exactly where it started from I was like I can't wait to like make these these are so cute I started I was like I can't do this I'm gonna leave it to the people who can I'm gonna leave it to the <laughs> professionals those who can make them I'm like it's not for me and then I was thinking, I was like, okay, what could I do? And I kind of thought like, oh, I'm going to start a jewelry store, but I'm just going to buy a bunch of wholesale jewelry and sell it as my own. That was never my passion. I never wanted to do that. <laughs> I was thinking like all my friends who sell paparazzi, I was like, well, that could be cool. Like just buying a bunch of that stuff and then selling it. But I was like, that's just not authentic. Like it's good for them. I love that they do that. But I'm like, for me, it's just not me. I need my heart in like your I need personality. Yes, like I yeah. really need to put myself into this. And so 
during quarantine, of course, I was scrolling through Instagram, whatever, and I noticed that somebody had DM'd me, and it was this company. They were, they're called Young Natives, hmm. and they sell polymer clay jewelry. And I had never really even, like, known what that was. And so I was, like, looking at their stuff, and they were like, hey, girl, like, we'd love for you to be an ambassador for our, our um, jewelry, and just we'd love you to represent. We'll give you this discount code. Um, just let us know what you're, what you're thinking. And so I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Like, this could be fun. Like, cool. Like, I'll just post a picture, and I get some, like, money off of buying these. Mm -hmm. And they're really, really cute. And so... How did they stumble across you? I don't know. It was oh, one of those, oh. like, I feel like I always get these random DMs. So I wasn't going to even reply. I was like, no, this is weird. I get these all the time. Just like a bunch of like spam pretty much, yes. it seems like. Yep. And then I like looked into it and they were a Christian company. And I was like, oh, okay. It's not like some sketchy. No. Yeah. Which by <laughs> the way, I don't know if I should even like say this, but have you gotten those requests from these like sugar daddies yes it's so weird <laughs> i got one the other day and i was like are you kidding me i like, keep getting what? them i keep denying them obviously but like they're so creepy it's like looking for a sugar baby yes <laughs> there's like a billion of them out there i just don't understand how they find the most random people to like message i'm like what's going on there this is weird like there has never been an interest there's nothing on my search engine or anything looking for a sugar daddy like what in the world is going on but yeah it's crazy I feel like I, they're just like finding a target and then following everybody on their oh, for sure like, they probably go on like a hashtag or something and then just like send things to everybody who's on that one I'm like it's creepy it really is. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Okay. So anyways, this was, this was not a sugar daddy <laughs> message. This was like a, oh a wonderful company with good intentions. Yes. And so like I was looking into it and I kept going back like, oh, I should buy these. But I was like, I'm just going to wait. Like maybe they'll put out another collection. Like I really like the ones I have, but like would love something else, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I kept thinking about it. And during quarantine, I was just like, doing everything to keep busy and and then I started praying about it I was like it's so dumb I was like kind of like Lord should I buy these earrings like oh. thinking well I hey, don't have awesome, a though. honestly like I'm like I don't have a job right now yeah I am not making money I shouldn't be buying things but of course I am because what else do you do when you can't do anything when you're stuck at home like and just, you can't even go out to like yes, Marshalls exactly oh that's the worst oh my yeah. goodness but, <laughs> touchy subject yeah honestly but so I had kind of been thinking about it, praying about it, like, so crazy. And then I finally just was like, you know what? These are really cute earrings. I wonder how hard they are to make. Hmm. So I was looking in. I watched probably hours and hours of polymer clay earring videos on YouTube. What you have to do when you're in Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. But so I started watching and I was like, these really don't look that hard to make. Like, hmm. this could be really fun. And then I started having dreams about it. Like, oh my goodness, this could be so fun. Like thinking about just like one day, like having my own company and making my own earrings. And I had a couple where the dreams just went completely wrong. And it's like, oh my goodness, nobody wants to buy these. And I was like, well, maybe we won't do that. Aww. But yeah. And then I just started kind of praying about it. I was like, Lord, I know that I've always had this passion, this desire on my heart to do something of my own. I'm like, I'd love for it to be this. If I'm supposed to make this jewelry, if I'm supposed to do this, like, just kind of show me the way, like help me, guide me, like put people in my life that are also going to help me with this and just kind of walk the walk with me. And it just kept coming 
up more and more like this could be something I could do and so I just went for it I went on a whim and I bought a bunch of clay and some cutters and that is kind of how Golden Cove came about and it's crazy to think that it like it just kind of feels all full circle to think like ever since I was little like I've loved playing with like accessories and just doing all these crazy things with um, my clothing and jewelry and all that and then wanting to start a sunglass hut to then a boutique and then now it's like okay this is a real thing I could actually do and maybe it's not a boutique yet and I would love for it to like I'd love to have a storefront one day like selling these earrings and hopefully to widen the variety of things that I sell not just earrings but just other types of jewelry keychains and like all of these things and but yeah that's like a long wind of how the background of how Golden Cove came about um, just a lot of exciting opportunities that I wanted to take on. I realized that those weren't the ones and mm -hmm. then buying the stuff and realizing it's not that hard. And then as soon as I started making them, I'm like, this is really fun. This is really fun. And then I had some friends. I was like, guys, look at this. Like, look what I made. I was so excited and I still get really excited every time I make a pair of earrings. And they were just like, those are so cute. Like, oh my goodness, you were born to do this. And I was like, it's just really crazy that in the three months that we were in quarantine that this dream just really like took off and came about yeah. and it's crazy the way it's all worked out it is crazy because when i i mean i just can't stop but stare at your earrings like <laughs> thank <laughs> you becca chose to wear like the most cutest earrings ever right now and <laughs> thank you. she happened to make them but it, it is true like they look like you found them at a really unique boutique oh. and it's like where did you get those because i want to go find wherever <laughs> that was on the earth and go get Aww. myself a pair it, it is just crazy and it looks like it just came so naturally to you. I mean, yeah, you put in the work to watch all those videos, but it's yeah. like these beautiful things were created. How did that, it, how did that happen? It honestly like astonishes me how well like some of them come out. Like, I mean, some of them are absolute crap. I'm like, yeah, I can't sell these to people. Oh. But the first couple ones that I made, I was like, these are really, really cute. Trying to convince myself like, oh yeah, I could sell these one day. I was like, there's nobody who would want to buy these. I'm not even sure I would want to wear them, but it was a lot of trial and error. And yeah, no, it's crazy. Like even now, just like since it kind of started up and running, like seeing people wear my earrings, it's the weirdest and most surreal thing. And I just like, I constantly am overwhelmed with like how much of a blessing this all is. And like I said, like during quarantine, I wasn't, I didn't have a job. I work with kids. I work at a school. Like there was no income coming in when school stopped. I stopped working. Right. And so it was one of those things where I just like, I was also praying like, Lord, I just like, I'm not going without by any means. I had plenty of money. I had plenty of resources. I never went without, but it was like, if there is something I could do as well, that just would like fire me up again. I love working with kids. I love doing this, but it's like, I feel lost without being at work. So if there's something that could just kind of occupy my time as well, and like getting into scripture was good. And then this also came about and it's just like, it's something that I can do. I can stay busy. And then on top of it, like, it's honestly just like crazy how much of a blessing it's been. Like any of the money that I would have made working I never had to worry about because God provided 100% mm. as well with Golden Cove and it's just like I never went into it for the money but it, it is an extra blessing like being able to tithe more simply because I now have this extra income as well it's like oh my goodness it's just 
there are so many blessings around this mm. whole entire company, this business, and yeah, it's crazy. That's actually really weird that you mentioned that. Um, I, this morning, in fact, was reading a devotion, and this was actually what my um, tattoo right here is based okay. off of. Yeah. So um, this is the Luke version of it, and I just have to like read it real quick yeah. because I, I read it, and I was like, God, thank you. That's what I needed in this moment. And it so reminds me of where you were at during quarantine and kind of like the sprout of Golden Cove where it was like, God, I know you're providing. Mm -hmm. In fact, like he even provided this dream and this vision for you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's like, crazy. yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> and so this is, I mean, I know you've heard it before. The like headline is do not worry. And it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, about what you will eat or about your body and what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. And this is like the part that's so important to me. Um, they do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And I, it, it so just good. like, yeah, it puts amazing imagery in my head when I think about the birds in the sky and like watching them fly so carefree mm -hmm. and knowing that they are taken care of yes and like when I think about that I think if God cares so much about these birds that he takes care of them how much does he take care of us like to think that like he takes care of birds birds that fly around and like I mean I don't really know what their purpose is but like <laughs> he provides right. for them who are we to think, oh my goodness, he's not going to provide for us. Why are we so worried about what's going to happen? And mm -hmm. it, it's just crazy how as humans, we think so highly of, of God, but then we also think, oh my goodness, do you think he could really do this? Mm -hmm. It's like, God in a box. Yes. Like yeah. he's so much bigger than that. Of course he can do it. Like this means not like it's the smallest thing to him, but to us, it's like the biggest thing. And especially during a time where so many people were laid off and didn't have jobs, didn't have income coming in or whatever they did, it really couldn't provide. It's like never once was one, I, I was in a different situation than most people, but never once did I have to think, oh my goodness, where is this going to come from? Like, I know he's going to provide and I didn't know where it was going to come from. I didn't know how he was going to provide, but he still did. He still showed up. He still loves us so much that he is going to provide. Right. It, it's crazy. Yeah, and I, I too, like you, can't say that I have ever been in a position where it's like I don't have a home mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like I know that some people have it so hard. But even then, like I've, I've spoken with this homeless man at a shelter before and he said the statement that was just so profound to me. He was like, man, God is just so good. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what? Like you think God's good? And like here I am thinking pity me because I, you know, can't get the yeah. shirt at the store that I want. You know, it's just like they have just such a different outlook, or at least they can have a different outlook, mm -hmm. more simple. And it was just amazing to me. But like in a time where I do remember thinking like, okay, God, I, I have to give this to you. I don't know where we're going to go from here. So growing up, dance was my passion. Like mm -hmm. this was what my life was about. And there was a point in time transitioning from eighth grade to freshman year of high school that we had financially to pull out a dance because we couldn't afford it anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me because I always 
visioned my life to be dance and so to not imagine dance in high school was just taboo to me and it really rocked my world and that was a moment that my mom taught me something so important she's like we just we need to go to god for this like Mm -hmm. if if this is his will he will open doors he will provide and so we prayed and we cried and we sat in my bed for long nights and we did what we could and we just really surrendered this to god and sure enough the studio comes opening in yorkville my freshman year and my grandma was the first person to contact them. (laughs) That is what the studio owner said to my day of graduation. She was like, this girl right here is the first family that ever contacted me. (laughs) And so, you know, leave it to my grandma. But um, so we end up meeting up with the studio owner and we're like, look, this is our situation. We don't know if you want to deal with this or not. And she was like, no, stop right there. Like, I absolutely want to help in any way I can. So what I ended up doing was a work study where Mm -hmm. I, like my mom and I, we would stay late nights after uh, the studio closed and we would clean. Mm -hmm. And in trade, I got lessons. Wow. So it was just like a way that God had totally opened that door. He provided for me. Like he provides for the the ravens who don't have to store up their seed. It's like Mm -hmm. he he sprinkles it along in our path. And it's, yeah, it's just like so incredible to think about and to remember like the ways in your past that he's provided. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. I think over the last few months, I've thought a lot about how we're each, like each part of our lives are puzzle pieces and how we never see the full puzzle until we're looking back. And even then we're not seeing the full puzzle. Like our life is the entire puzzle. Mm. And it's just crazy to think the way he provides in different pieces, in different areas of our life, in different times and everything. And like looking back, it's like, there have been so many times that I've worried about such trivial things and to think that like I was like oh god I'm just not sure like I I don't know what's gonna happen and I don't know how you're how you're gonna provide but Lord like I know you are and even just like as a kid I used to think that and that's crazy to think like now like everything gets much bigger when you get older like things just seem to like the small things maybe don't matter as much but the big things matter even more Mm. and it's like he doesn't he doesn't let us go without he doesn't he's not a lack of love type of God. He loves us so much that he's like, no children, I'm going to provide for you. And it's crazy, especially like your dance story, just like the things that he's provided in my life. Like there was a time where both of my parents didn't have jobs, yet Mm. we never went hungry. We never went without a house. There was people who rallied around us and continued to support us and love us. And if there was ever a time where we needed something, he always provided somebody to come and help us. And and just like this dance instructor, like he provided her to come to you. And it's just, it's crazy mm-hmm. the way he works. And yeah. I don't know, I the older I get, the more complicated I feel like things get. And the more that I'm like, oh my goodness, God, like this is going on. But the more I realize how much I need him and that I literally can't even imagine going a day without him like we would be so lost like <laughs> I that I still don't understand like I think that's also like my heart just behind things that I do I'm like there are still people out there that need to be saved there are still people who don't know Jesus they don't know how much they are loved by a God mm-hmm. and it's like if something as small as earrings and this company or just something that I do if that can show that like God loves you he's there for you um I like I just can't even imagine, like, I don't know. But he can it, use it's just like, yes. Anything. Yeah, it's Absolutely crazy. Anything. Like, 
it, it, I don't know, God blows my mind every single day. And just like, I feel like the more and more I talk about him, the more passionate I get. And I'm just like, oh, he's so, so good. Like, I don't know. It's crazy to me though. Like, how does, how does he just keep getting better? But somehow he does. (laughs) And then here he is bringing you to such a cool, unique spot in your life that you probably never thought that you would, I mean, you thought you would be on a beach right now selling sunglasses, which is amazing. Like, (laughs) I also want to be on a beach selling sunglasses, but it's just, it is, it's incredible and it's so mysterious. But I want to pump the brakes a little bit and kind of go back to what you had said. You were working at a daycare? Is that right? Okay. So I work I work at the Y. Oh, I work, and you currently do still? Yes, okay. I still work at the Y. I work through it. I do their before and after school care. So I'm in child care. And then during the summer, I do summer camp, which this year is a little different. Like we did summer camp. And then this year we're doing this, um, like the kids are doing e-learning. So we're doing e-learning. At, like that's part of our program now. So while the kids are there, we are kind of monitoring them, making sure they're doing okay with schoolwork and just have a place to go where they can spend this time with their class, but also be with other kids. And it's not just completely online. And so that the parents don't have to worry about finding care for their kids. Like, right. It's just or having p- to quit their jobs. Exactly. Like yeah. this year is so different. So crazy. And it, it does blow my mind the way things are going on and happening, but it's like, I'm really thankful for one to still have a job mm-hmm. because there was a time where I was just like, I don't, one, I don't know if I still want to do this, but two, I don't even know if I can go back to this job. Like, I don't know when it's going to start back up. Like after quarantine, it was like, luckily we got back the first of June or the first week of June, I should say. And I was really thankful to go back to a job, but like during those three months, it was like, one, I can't even imagine what these kids are going to, going through. I can't imagine what the parents are going through. And two, I don't even know if I have a job anymore. Like, mm. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, I do work at the Y and I love those kiddos. It, I've worked there for, this will be my fifth year. Oh my gosh. Which is crazy to it's think. like right out of high school or like last yeah. year of high school? Yes. My senior year of high school is when I started working there. And funny enough, I actually started working at Newark uh, my first year. And it's crazy to think because when my boss told me where she was placing me, I was like, no, look. Wait, like, Newark? Like a Newark Y? The Newark school. So oh, during the school gosh, year, I'm sorry. So <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. During the school year, I work before and after school. So okay. I go to a school and I work in the morning or afternoon and I do that. Just pretty much hang out with the kiddos until their parents can come pick them up. I do their homework with them and then we yeah. play and okay. have fun. Um, but yeah, our first, my first year I got sent to Newark and I, one, I didn't even know where Newark was. That's how out of, out of, it was like, wait, where am I moving? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I, I live in Salmonock, but, um, I'm going to Newark. I've heard of it. I don't really know like even what direction it's in. Like that's how bad it was. But I was like, okay, whatever. And it was like, she's like, yeah, it's gonna be like 25 minute drive after you get off of school. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I'm a senior. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say no. Of course this is my first job. I'm excited. Whatever. I got there and it's a small town. We had like six kids and I was like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know how many times I literally was just like, Lord, where do you have me right now? And why am I doing this? And that was the year that it really, I'm very thankful for that year. I look back and I'm just like, I can't even imagine, had I not started working there, at Newark, I probably wouldn't still be at the Y, which is crazy to think 
these kids that I worked with all had really bad home lives. Mm. Um, I want to say out of, I want to say we had eight kids in total. Out of the eight kids, there was a lot of siblings, but out of them, there were only two that had parents who were still together that weren't divorced or just one wasn't in the picture or both weren't in the picture. Mm. And then with the other ones, they all just like came from very different backgrounds that I would not wish upon anybody, let alone children, which is crazy to think about. And I didn't realize it until probably the last couple of weeks of working there, how much of an impact it had on me. One, before I started this job, I didn't really even like kids, which is crazy really? to think. Really? Okay. Yeah. It, that makes me want to ask you, like, why you started the job then? So my friend was working at the Y doing their summer camp, and I just really needed a job. And I was like, well... I guess I could give it a shot. Like, it's not that I didn't like kids. I just didn't have the patience for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I have nieces and now a nephew. But when it was just my nieces, like, I loved them. But it was also like, oh, I get to hang out with you. And then you get to go home to your parents. And this is great. (laughs) And so I was just like, it's just a couple couple hours, whatever. It couldn't be too bad. And so I applied to work that summer. But it was like the end of summer. And I don't know why I applied for a summer shift at the end of summer. (laughs) But... So I ended up getting, I just didn't hear anything back. And I was like, okay, this is fine, whatever, I'll look for another job. And then finally, the lady who hired me, she's like, hey, I know you applied for the summer position, but would you want to work at our, like, school school year, like, position? And I was like, I don't really know what this is, but sure, why not? I need a job. <laughs> and so I went in for an interview and everything and got the job right on the spot. And she was like, well, I'm putting you in Newark. You're going to be working after school. So thankfully it was my senior year. So we got out a little bit early. I could drive to Newark and still have time before the kids were there. And yeah, I got placed there. But when she told me Newark, I was like, I don't even know where that is. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, started working there. It was good. It was a funky year. I mean, just getting situated one with it being my first job and two, we, I had some funky coworkers, but thankful that that time has passed and I don't have to work with them anymore. But, um, but yeah, I got placed in Newark and I realized, one, how much I did end up loving children. I learned a lot of patience, but then I realized like how much God loves children. And I think that just like completely set my soul on fire for kids. And I was like, I just really love kids. And it's crazy to think how much of a change it went from such a small amount of time with literally just being a school year and to think like beforehand I was like oh my goodness kids are so annoying I can't do this there's no way um but yeah like I had the most fun that year in Newark um I spoiled the kids rotten buying them gifts and treats all the time but it was (laughs) just totally (laughs) oh my goodness yes I used to come home and be like mom like my kids were so good today. And she's like, your kids? And I said, yeah, they're officially mine. Like, I will claim them all as mine. I love See, them. Senior year, and... you turned into a mother of eight. Oh, crazy, isn't that? Oh. But yeah, I just fell head over heels for working with kids. And I still am super passionate about working with kids. I love them. Um, I think that it is something that I'm like, it is a season of my life. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be working there. Um, especially just at the Y in general, but um, it's been fun. I enjoy it, and I wasn't going to go back this school year, but then my boss presented to me a new 
a new thing that nobody's ever done. I just kind of like, I get bored. I get bored easily. And I'm like, I've been doing this for so many years. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, it's the same old, same old. Like I love the kids, but the job I don't necessarily love anymore. And so that was another thing that I quarantine also brought to me. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, what else am I going to do then? What, what would I like to do? And so I kind of thought about it a lot. And I was like, you know what? If we end up having summer camp, I'm going to work summer camp. If I, if I absolutely hate it, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to do it. Well, I worked summer camp and I'm just like, it was a totally different year. I didn't necessarily love it, but I realized that I still enjoyed doing it. And so my boss then presented to me, she's like, would you want to do this like daycare thing where we're doing this e-learning stuff and all that? And I was like, you know what? Nobody's ever done it before. It's new. It's a little bit of a change. I was like, why not? Why not go after it and do it? And so that's what I'll be doing this year. And then afterwards, I really want to work in a church, which is crazy to think about. Like even to think like where I first started with the church, it was like, it was fun. It was more of a social gathering. And then now just to see like full blown cycle, it's like, oh my goodness, the Lord has been preparing me to like do something with missions and ministry and just all of that. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know where he's taking me. I don't know what I'm doing. I literally every day I'm just like, Lord, I'm surrendering it to you and whatever you have for me, you have, but I don't know. So yeah, that, that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm excited for whatever is in the future. I'm excited for the school year to work with the kids and just do that. But yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm like, it's going to be interesting to see how stuff ties together. And like you said, like God is preparing you Mm -hmm. for what you're destined to do or, you know, like you're in this time for a reason right now. You were made for this time, Mm -hmm. but it's like, where is he going to tie it all together? Where is he going to tie that jewelry and your heart for doing missions Mm -hmm. and working with kids and becoming so good at working with kids too, having that patience. And it's going to be really cool because I'm like, okay, (laughs) I think, I think this is like that moment where you're kind of in that crossroad thinking, okay, God, where does this all tie together? Mm-hmm. You know? Cause I can, I can yeah. see that too for myself where it's like, I taught dance and it was lovely, but it, it just wasn't what I thought it would be. And I truly just don't think it was for me. Yeah. But for whatever reason I was there, I was in that time. And so what is God going to use that time for? Yeah. Cause I know he will. It's not just like, yeah. you know, for fun, I'm just going to kind of black out these three years of your life and never exactly. use it again. Exactly. Like, those tools were built for a reason. Yes. And I think about that all the time because like, I don't know, as much as I love working with kids, I'm not sure that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And one, it was never in my plan. So I mean, <laughs> it could totally be wrecked and he could be like, oh, you're going to go into childcare for the rest of your life or <laughs> maybe like children's ministry or something. And like, I would be so okay with it, but it's like, it never was like, I became easily passionate for kids. I didn't think I'd be still working at the Y doing childcare five years later. Here I am. But it's like, yeah, I cannot wait to see where this all like goes. And I don't know. That's why I just like, it still blows my mind that one, I'm still at the Y, but two, it's like, I'm not, I'm not upset by it. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'd love to be doing something else, but like, I'm so okay with this. Like, this is good. And I don't know. I just, when it comes to God, it's like, I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to obey him. And so Mm -hmm. right now that means working with kids and I'm like, and then doing jewelry on the side and Golden Cove isn't the biggest thing right now for me. I love it. I love doing it, but 
I don't have enough time to devote to it specifically just that. Like I would love one mm-hmm. day for it to be the the main thing that I do and then have like a little side gig on the side. But right now it is my side kit side gig and it's working and I'm like this is good I enjoy it but yeah no I would love to see where this all just mm-hmm. I'd love to look back at the full puzzle and be like oh my goodness this is crazy where God was taking me right like, right, right now I'm just kind of like okay Lord here we go <laughs> and you know maybe it could even be that God in this time wanted to teach you valuable things like patience mm-hmm. oh. or maybe it was those kids needed you They needed that little, like I said, ray of sunshine at the end of their day, especially those eight newer kids that you had described. It's like, it it really sounds like God put you there for a reason. And what was that, five years ago? Yeah, it would be five years this fall. Right. I am sure that you carved their path in a direction that it was not going, you know? So like you, you helped them get to this next step in their life where they could maybe find that that positivity in their day or they could have that person that they trusted and form that trust whatever it is but I think I think it's just so amazing (laughs) so wait what did you go to school for oh my goodness (laughs) no it's not not in a way that's like what the heck did you go to school for no but that's how I feel about it literally I'm just like what did why did I go to school um so when everybody thinks about college, like, like, I feel like you're either on the, I have no idea what I'm doing, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a vet. Like, you just know. I was the totally opposite end, where I was like, I don't know what I'm going for. I know I want to get a degree. I don't know why, necessarily, but people keep telling me, oh, it gets better jobs. And I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll go get my associate's mm-hmm. degree. So I started out doing communications, and I still absolutely love communications, but I hate school. I could not stand it. It was, after the first year, I was like, okay, this is fun, like just getting the simple classes out of the way. Second year, I was like, okay, when can I drop out? This is terrible. I don't want to do this. (laughs) Um, And my parents were just like, well, if you're not doing it, then you have to have like a better job than just working at the Y, making minimum wage. And I was like... (laughs) I guess I'm going to school then, like, this is fine. And so I changed from communications to just kind of, I had no idea. And then I kind of thought, oh, I want to be a teacher. This would be so fun. Well, then I realized it wasn't necessarily, like, I love working with kids. And I would love the idea of having my own classroom to decorate it. But it was never really, oh, I want to have a classroom full of kids to teach them. And okay, so, that's actually so funny. <laughs> so I started taking some education classes, realized, okay, these are fun, but this isn't for me. I don't want to be a teacher. And so I just changed to general studies where then I could take whatever classes I wanted. It still would count towards a degree, but if it didn't go anywhere, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, so you're not on this like whirlwind of a ride where you keep changing your majors yeah, and... I just have never, I've never been passionate about college by any means. I've never, I didn't ever really even want to go, but it was the next step. It's like, oh, you graduate co- high school. You don't really know what you want to do. Go to college. Like, yeah. that's what you do. And so that's what I did. And this, it's supposed to be a two-year program. It took me three because I wanted to quit. And so I took one class one semester. And I was like, what was I thinking? I should have just got it done with. So it took me three years. So this last semester, I finally just graduated. It was great. Um, (laughs) It's funny because on the day, so they send you your, um, they sent me a cap and then like a little tassel and your diploma in the mail because COVID, you can't go have a graduation. Right. And so they sent it and 
the same day I had been waiting for some medals for my earrings to come in and I was so excited to get them and I was like yes 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 so my mom brings in these boxes and she's like Becca like you got some packages and I was like oh sweet mail day feels like Christmas I love it and there's nothing better than getting mail and as long as it's not bills (laughs) um agreed (laughs) but so I saw it and I was like oh my goodness, my medals came in. I'm like freaking out. Like I wanted to cry tears of joy. They were coming in from China. It had taken over a month. Like <sighs> I had been waiting so like, long for them. going to come or did yes. they just scam me? I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness. And then I look and there's this box that says Wabonzi on it. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, I guess I graduated. Like this is kind of cool. <laughs> You're like, but, oh, it's just my cap and gown. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Not my earrings. I, <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, mom, you want to see the, the stuff? And she's like, yeah, like, of course, what'd you get? And I said, well, I got my medals. I'm like really excited. And I go, oh yeah. And I graduated. And she's like, <laughs> oh. that's so exciting. And I was like, yeah, but I got my medals. <laughs> you were more excited about the jewelry exactly. that you got. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. If that doesn't show you what direction you're supposed to go in, I don't know what does. Exactly. Thank you guys for joining us in our conversation with Becca Swan. Listen to next week's episode to hear how she almost doubted her calling to make these earrings. To hear her name inspiration, she has an awesome story to share how she came up with the name Golden Cove that definitely brought us some laughter and was just so fun to hear. And to also hear a dream that she has yet to discover. We'll see you next week.